And as difficult as as Turkish is for us to learn, it's at least not an alien language. That, you mean like the first time? No, like an alien language that oh my nobody gosh. has any. Here we are embarking into the nerdy. What are you talking about? Metaphors. It's yeah, not, it's not. A, it's not even a metaphor. Jason. And together we believe in intentional dreaming for international living. We left our lives and family in small town Iowa to move overseas. And now as it becomes a reality, we want to share our adventures and our experiences along the way. Let's say that last part together. (laughs) (laughs) Hi Katie. Hey Jason. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Happy Saturday to you too. Though it hasn't been the most happy of Saturdays. No, it just started off a little rough. Yeah. It had nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. Well, sometimes it has a little bit to do with me. Yeah, it's just a little rough, so. Yeah. Um, mostly because we have hot water. Yay! Um, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ongoing saga. Yeah. We can't just like have it fixed and it be perfect no that would be too easy it worked really well for like a week right and then yeah. it, then it got cold outside and so we have um hot water radiators that like keep the house and so we wanted to turn those on because it was starting to get cold in the house and so our combi which is what turkish for like hot water heater Mm-hmm. Um, it has two settings. You can either have you can have like hot water in the sinks, and then you can turn on the radiators as well. You can like control them independently. So when I turned on the radiators, poof, then it stopped working. We got yeah. an error. It was totally fine when the guy was here before, but it was really nice outside, and that we didn't need them, so we didn't leave them on. Yeah, we turned them off, and then once we did turn them on, then it gave us an error. However, with, with some finagling and some fighting with it, I managed to get it to back on with the hot water um, solely. Um, but once it worked for a while, then it stopped working, and then I fought with it a little more and got it to work again. And so, anyway, so the story, we, we were making a bunch of plans for today because we are borrowing a friend's car for a few weeks. So they so we were going to go out of the city and go do some things. But then we learned that the serviceman is coming. and so, Who was supposed to come yesterday. But didn't. Didn't. And so he's going to come today. And so we had to cancel those plans and just stay home and wait and record a podcast, I guess. I was not very happy about it. No. I was being a little childish. You weren't super happy before, before that. that. <laughs> we I'm had just some having a rough morning. Miscommunication about our plans. Yeah, that's just usually the case. Yeah. But that happens to everyone. It just was unfortunate that it happened today. Yeah. So the guy's supposed to come in like 45 minutes to an hour. And so hopefully he'll come and be able to get things fixed up really quickly. And then we can still have the afternoon and evening to do do some things. Yeah. That's the goal anyway. Our plans had to change, but... Here we are. Know, this is kind of what life is like here. You have to be flexible. Yeah. And I just didn't want to be flexible today. <laughs> Yeah, but we are. Yeah. So another good thing that happened this week is that you got your residence permit. I did. So for all of you out there who are thinking about us and 
praying that we would get it. It's one big answered prayer that that I got mine. Yeah, we weren't we weren't really that concerned because you had your like confirmation paper, right? And so there was really nothing we couldn't do. But now you have your card, and so it's super official, and we can now register our phones, and we can open new bank accounts, and yeah, you know, all just, kinds of things. There's so much freedom with having like this ID number that's active, yeah, and official for the next year. And we can leave the country without worrying if the paperwork they gave us would allow us to come back in. Mm-hmm. So there's just some, there's just a lot of, I think, unconscious stress that's relieved from having it all done and approved. And yeah. um, so Jason had gotten his a couple of weeks ago. And so now it's nice that you I have, have mine. Too. Yeah. So we have matching cards. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are one year I saw online that people have been getting two years for their applications, but we didn't. For new applications. For new ones? Yeah. But we didn't apply for a two-year, so it's not a big deal. We were told that they weren't giving it, giving two years for first-time applicant yeah. holders, which technically I wouldn't be a first-time applicant holder, but you are. But you're not, you were getting a new permit. You weren't renewing, right. renewing one, so I think it still counts as. Right. But um, it's not a big deal. It was, we were right in the transition period, so there was a lot of like, uh, information that was up in the air that wasn't sure how everything was going to land. Right. So. And if you remember hearing in our last episodes about how the visa run went, then you know this is kind of... The visa run. Well, whenever we went and got our visas. Oh. And we like had the, to yeah, going actually to sit the, in the office. Yeah, and office they, actually, and they actually got a new website this year as well, but the website wasn't working for the people in the office. Mm-hmm. So the whole day that we were sitting there, it was just down. And they felt really bad about it because yeah. they couldn't, I mean, they couldn't even do their jobs because the website that they're supposed to use wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully... Um, we found out that we can register our phones online too. Kind of, we have to go to the post office for some reason and get a password for something. But we thought we had to go to some government building. Well, um, there's a couple of ways can, to do it. But now we can do it online, and so yeah, and it's not a big deal. So we follow this website um, called Captivating Cappadocia. Yeah, you do. I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a family, a couple families there that run a website and do a lot of travel. Uh, articles and reviews of restaurants and hotels in the area. And if you ever get to come to Turkey, then Cappadocia is definitely the place to visit while you're here. Besides Izmir, Besides of Izmir, of course, and Istanbul. So um, basically, they just posted a recent article that talked about how to get your phones registered in the country, which was helpful. Uh, there's a couple of blogs that have information like that on there, but this one was it was very to the point and easy to understand. So we're going to actually test out their article and let them know if there's any changes to it. And mm-hmm. sometimes these changes can be city to city. So it's it could be that it works in one place, but there's an extra requirement in another. But this Not seems... usually, but sometimes. Yeah, this seems like it. It should work. Well, pretty, pretty we'll find out. Yeah, I, I prefer going to the post office than going to some government building yeah. on the other side of town. So, Also, while I mentioned Cappadocia, I want to mention a family that I've been following, their YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they're called The Bucket List Family. You can find them on Instagram as well, and they do videos. It's a, a traveling family. They're full-time travelers, and he does a, the husband does a video every 
week or every time that they leave another place, and they call them weeks. Um, so they might stay for two weeks, but that's just considered a week for them. So they recently came to Turkey and visited Istanbul and Cappadocia. So if you want to see um, a really cool video of Cappadocia and what you can do there, then um, I'll link to the link to the video in the show notes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a beautiful place. But yeah. what I would say is if you're ever going to come to Turkey ever, then Izmir is a place that you should come <laughs> and visit us. In Cappadocia. It's pretty cool. We'll help you get to Cappadocia. We went uh, last year. Or go with you. Two I years ago. Two mm-hmm. years ago we went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, two years ago we went there. And we need to make our way over there again. Right, because the blog that I mentioned, Captiva- Captivating Cappadocia, did a giveaway and I won it. Yeah, this was like a year ago. Well, I told them. No, it was like in the spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they did a giveaway for a new Chinese restaurant that's in the area. Hmm. So we have 100 lira waiting for us to go. Have you confirmed this with them? Yeah, I totally did. We emailed back and forth. Recently? I haven't told them that we... No, not recently. Hmm. So if you're Maybe listening, friends... Maybe they finally gave up they, and went out to dinner. For, dinner for, for themselves. Yeah. Maybe, but I kind of want to go... I went in the winter one time before with some friends. Hey, Sarah, if you're listening... And uh, then we went in the summer where it was a little bit hotter and the winter was really cool because mm. just there's snow on the ground and it's just quiet and calm and less people, probably. less people, but it's still up and running because there's tourists that come through all year round. So I would mm. go again this winter. Yeah. So another thing that happened <laughs> is we finished our language school. Well, kind of. We finished the three <laughs> weeks that we signed up for. Everything is well. well. Yeah, we signed up for three weeks, which... You know, it's really not enough for a language school. People go to language school for years. We went for three weeks. Or months. Yeah. This uh, this school, I think we mentioned before, it just, it operates differently. It's very transient. There, People come in for holidays. People come in um, for short times over and over again. And so you, can, you can't really take, well, I suppose you can take months at a time, but it's more geared toward like weeks at a time. But I think for us, it actually worked pretty well, don't you think? It was a good start. Yeah. It was a good start to decide if it's something we would do in the future, to decide what we need to work on, maybe on our own outside of school. Yes. To decide if we needed a more formal setup for grammar or not. Mm -hmm. I think just to decide, just to get us started on pretty intensive listening and speaking. Yeah. That was probably my biggest takeaway was Monday through Friday, 9 to 12.30, we, we were in there speaking and listening to Turkish, no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's how many hours? <laughs> Three times five, 15? Yeah. That's 15 hours of listening and speaking and like looking at Turkish and... Every day. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it was good uh, because I learned quite a bit of grammar that I didn't know before. And did a little bit of practicing, but not nearly enough. Like I learned it enough to know the rules and to know how to use it. And so if I sit down and really think about it, I can I can get out the correct answer, especially with my notes. But if but now the problem is internalizing it, and so that it's more instinctual, and I can think about it quicker, or then I don't have to think about it at all in order to say say the things that I need to say. And so I think the school the school won't help that side of things very much. I just need to really spend intentional time like ingesting and producing the things that I've already learned and knowed and node. Node. node. 
no. <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of my next step. And so I think it'll actually, next week is Thanksgiving and we we won't be in school that week. It's kind of a natural break because we're planning yeah. on being gone. And after that, we probably won't sign up again for a few, I don't know, for a while anyway. And I'm actually looking forward to that but because between going to school all morning and working all afternoon, I really didn't have any time for myself time. I, had, I guess I had time. I didn't have time or energy to to really spend intentionally studying and practicing and doing um, deliberate practice for for the things that I was learning. I just, by the time the evening came, I'd want to just, you know, decompress, Crash. eat dinner, and, and waste the evening doing relaxing things instead of really working hard on, on language. On language. And so having now my mornings free to be able to do more time for myself studying and more time with our language helpers uh, i think i think it'll actually be pretty a uh, pretty good next step for us yeah so what does our next step look like i think i just <laughs> i think i just explained it right yeah but not specifically oh yeah let's go ahead yeah so we won't be going to the school but we were able to find some language helpers and i don't think we mentioned that in the last podcast so we found um, a couple that only speak Turkish, and they also know how to teach via a method called GPA, mm-hmm. which uh, we talked which about. Which we talked about in our and last episode. And you said stand for like Gregory something something, which it doesn't at all. <laughs> I'll just link to it in the show notes. All <laughs> what right. does it stand for? Or I guess we shouldn't even ask because I don't remember now. We'll but just look it up real fast. General growing participatory approach. Right. So... They are going to kind of, not kind of, but they're going to use this method, figure out kind of where we're at in this method. And I think there's three phases, phase one, two, and three. And so we're, I think we're at the end of phase one. So we'll kind of go through words that we don't know, work on some grammar we don't know. and But it's a lot of it speaking and listening. It's not yeah. a lot of writing. Yeah. And that's, that's probably... Go ahead. That's the biggest change from going to this school. Mm-hmm. The GPA really de-emphasizes learning grammar. You don't. You're not taught the grammar rules. Uh, maybe in like later down the road, but initially you're not taught grammar rules. You're just taught to listen and speak, um, and and you're supposed to just kind of pick up the grammar as you go along. Um, I think that's a negative for this method, but. Um, for us who we already understand the grammar, we just can't use it, like use it naturally, use it without a lot of thought, like this sort of method can really be helpful for building vocabulary and building comfort for just speaking. Well, and we need to know how to say certain things and learning a specific type of grammar won't necessarily help us be able to say the things that we need to. I met with another friend who's also learning um, Turkish, but she is just using language helpers and she's using her benchmark list. We're using these Canadian benchmarking tools uh, to help guide us through how what we're what we're learning and what we need to learn in order to be a certain level in our language learning. So to move past beginner into intermediate, what do we need to know how to do? And so basically these lists give us a list of things to do and know how to say and understand. And so using these language helpers and tutors will be able to help us move forward and 
and explain how to say things Mm -hmm. um, so that we can move forward in our level of language learning. So that, that will guide some of this next, these next few weeks with our language helpers and tutors also using the GPA method for some of that time as well. Um, And then just having a little bit more intensive time to learn a few extra things that would be applicable to our life. So, and that's, that's probably the biggest um, plus of doing it this new way besides going to school. Mm -hmm. The probably the not so great thing about it is that we have to be a little bit more active in choosing what we're learning. Yeah. I think for me so far, it's been okay. Um, It's been good to, to practice with him. I think we're, we're still trying to figure out the best things to do. It feels a little, um, it feels like, like we're not using the time as efficiently as we can. I'm definitely learning things and it's good for me to, to practice. And I feel myself getting better at saying the things that I need to say and want to say. Um, but it, it'll just take a little more time to figure out how to best best optimize the time that we have together. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about moving forward with what we're doing. I, I'm a little nervous that I won't get as much Turkish as I need, but I think I'm trying. What do you mean? Like... There I had 15 hours and it was set 9 to 12 every day. And we do have mm-hmm. some set times, but making sure I actually get that amount of time in. Yeah. So and, it's just like a and, discipline thing. Yeah. To try to force yourself to, to actually spend that same amount of time on language. Yeah, because I've already found that in the last three weeks, I'm I'm also trying to do some other things and we're still adjusting here and figuring out life, but... I haven't spent as much time just on my own studying, mm-hmm. and that's not helpful. But I also know I'm not being very disciplined to do that when there's other things that I need to do as well. Yeah, but or just want to do. You've had you've had a harder time, <laughs> <laughs> just because you're also doing like work. Yeah. So I'm really thankful that you have the discipline to do that. Hmm. You still get more studying time in than I do. I don't know and about you, that. And you work. I don't know those about extra that. hours. But yeah, it should be good. So it'll be interesting to see. And this is part of. We took this class on how to learn a language prior to starting the language. And one of the things that they talk about is this total resource approach, which is like you have a lot of different ways that you can learn a language. Instead of just picking one, use all of them. So we went to a language school. We'll probably go again to a language school at some point using language helpers, using books, using all kinds of things. And so like the more resources that you can use, the better um, and the more likely it is that you'll you'll pick up the language. And so we're kind of doing that. Yeah, and so if you've learned language before and you've used a language helper, I'd I'd always love to hear what was helpful for you. And um, it was really helpful for me this last week to meet with one of my other friends here who has to be creative with how she's learning and what she's doing with her language helper. And I was able to see that, you know, she made these games and she kind of is how she was using these benchmarks to kind of guide what she has her language teacher teach her um, or her language helper. And so it's, it's, it was really encouraging. And so if anyone else out there has some, mm-hmm. <laughs> some games for learning language, I think you can even give me like kids games like that you, that teachers teach their kids with grammar yeah. and it could be the same. And as difficult as, as Turkish is for us to learn, it's at least not an alien language. That... You mean like the first time? No, like 
an alien language that oh nobody gosh. has any. Here we are embarking into the nerdy. What are you talking about? Metaphors. It's yeah. Not, it's, not a, it's not even a metaphor. We went and saw our first movie in Turkey called Arrival. It was actually really good. And it's about a lady who has to figure out how to speak uh, an alien language that, you know, there's no other, there's no book that she can go rent from the library. She has to learn it from scratch. And it's very different. And uh, it, was a, it was a really good movie. She also studied for years. Like, she was a linguist. Yeah, she's a linguist, but still. She was like one of those poly... Polyglots? Yes, who can speak lots of different languages. Sure, but she still had to figure it out from scratch. It was a good movie, actually. Yeah, I was. A, it was really impressive to kind of... That there are people out there who can learn things like that. And well, I'm, I'm just... It is a movie. No, it's a movie, it's but there are people real. who, like, just decipher and understand and yeah. can pick up on grammar that way, and that's just mm-hmm. not how I am. Yeah, I mean, there's people who go to jungles, tribes and jungles that have a new language that nobody's ever heard before and learn how to speak it. I mean, they give their lives to figure it out, but because it takes a really long time. But go see the movie. Here's a side note. Tip tip for you if you ever see a movie in turkey they have intermissions for movies so if it's a two-hour movie about an hour through it'll just turn off and you can get up and go to the bathroom get some more food take a smoke break whatever you need to do and then come back about 10 minutes later and watch the other half of the movie so i kind of like it it is nice except that it's just weird you know like in tv shows when there's a commercial break they like record the show around the commercial break and so it makes sense but this they just stopped the movie halfway through (laughs) kind of like oh this seems like a convenient time to end the scene but at least they go back like 10 or 20 seconds so that you kind of understand like you kind of know yeah where it was at you kind of ruin the immersiveness of the movie but yeah you don't like halfway through you realize oh i don't actually live in this world and i'm not actually i'm actually at a movie theater (laughs) right and and no, the world isn't in IMAX or 3D, hmm. which is not how we watch that movie. I, the world is in 3D, Katie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is in 3D. My bad. <laughs> you just don't have to wear glasses. I meant like 3D Actually, glasses. Actually, you have to wear glasses. I don't have to wear glasses. I wear contacts. Hmm. They should have 3D contacts in movies. No, that would be so awful. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the glasses are much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie was fun. Another fun fact is that when I first came to Turkey, going to the movie was kind of like a treat a treat because the exchange rate was really it was just not as great as it is now i think it was 1.5 to 1 um so every three lira was two dollars um and so it just wasn't really good well right now it's 3.4 to Mm -hmm. one and so yeah it's good for us it's really good for us not so good for them yeah it's not so great for turkey right so it's for us it's okay it's just a little cheaper for us to go to the movies now but though not i mean not really when we went to see arrival it was about what we would have paid in the states for a matinee yeah for matinee but we didn't go to matinee. we went on a friday night saturday night Mm -hmm. yeah so they also uh serve popcorn now in theaters was, is that a new thing? Yeah, they didn't serve it before. They don't have butter, though. Like No, but the popcorn's really good. Yeah. But before, they, the only thing that they really had was candy and um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Hmm. And so I would go, the treat would be to go to the movies, and then at intermission, I would get like a little thing of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, which was almost as much as going to the movie. Mm-hmm. 
So one thing about these movies, though, I, th- I thought it might be a problem in this movie, but it turned out not to be. Um, but the last time we lived here, I don't remember if we went together or not to see Slumdog Millionaire. Did you go with me? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went. And so, of course, these movies are in English. Um, they don't dub over them usually, but they have Turkish subtitles. Well, this isn't a problem because I understand English. But in Slumdog <laughs> Millionaire, there's sections, there's sections of the movie that are in Hindi. And like in America, the Hindi would be subtitled in English. Well, in Turkey, the Hindi is subtitled in Turkish. And so I didn't understand either Hindi or Turkish. And so I didn't understand those parts of the movies. We thought there would be sections of that of this of arrival that would have that problem um but it turned out turned out not there was most english. of it there was already english subtitles so they they kept the english subtitles and then that just part, put turkish subtitles underneath it yeah that part that we thought we didn't understand they didn't actually subtitle in english either that's what, oh really that's what my brother said yeah there's like a part where they're speaking chinese yeah but apparently that's not translated oh so we don't know so i wonder what the turkish said maybe they subtitled it in turkish yeah i don't know hmm. Anyway, that was a kind of a tangent on movies. But yeah, but it was really fun. I, it was fun to go and see what the movie theaters were like here. Yeah, at least this one. This one was a nice theater. It was. Well, and it'd probably be the one that we would end up going to for the most part. It's the closest. Yeah, it's the closest. Yeah. And they have popcorn. <laughs> Good popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and another thing about movie theaters here is that you select the seat that you're going to be in. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. And And you can do it on an app, too. So even in America, you can buy tickets ahead of time, but you still have to show up early enough to get good seats. In here, like like on an airplane, you get reserved seats. So you could show up right in the middle of the previews and uh, still have good seats. Yeah. So we need to do that next time. Potentially. Yeah. It's really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. So something else that I wanted to talk about. Um, Man, you're just going at it today. I know. Is uh, we got new chairs for our living room. Oh, yeah. Um, They're not new chairs. They're secondhand chairs. They're new to us chairs. New to us chairs. And they're actually really comfortable. I like them a lot. Um, Maybe you can put a picture of them in the show notes or something. Yeah. Um, But um, what I wanted to talk about was the story of us getting these chairs. Oh. So we... um, We have, I mentioned earlier, we have our friend's car. Um, they're in the States for Thanksgiving and stuff, and they kindly let us say, hey, you want to use our car while we're gone? We, Katie said, absolutely. It wasn't, she didn't, I don't even know if she got finished with her sentence so far. I was like, yes. And so Jason's Katie, like beside me. Yeah. And I didn't even think, I didn't even ask him. The morning, Sorry, babe. the morning we, uh, even before we had the car, Katie had bought these chairs. <laughs> because she knew she could go get them and so uh we went out there um it was in a it's not really a suburb would you consider it a suburb it's a town it's, it's a town outside of izmir i guess suburb kind of means connected to the town but well i mean i bet we're at izmir but we're not izmir proper we're we're still a little bit on the outskirts. What's Izmir proper? Um, like Alsanjak. Like that's the city center. And yeah, but kind this of, is still Izmir. Yeah. I think all the Evkas, there's Evkas, like, uh-huh. are all the like, they're out kind of up towards the hill area mm. around Izmir. Yeah. I think those are suburbs. Hmm. So we're probably still Izmir, Izmir yeah, proper. So. But then like as you get further out from the water... Like they they go up into these like cites that are on the side of the the hills that surround Izmir, and those I think are definitely suburbs. Hmm. 
anyway, so this town is out there, but it turned out to be like a small town next to the town we thought we were going to. But And we so went we, at night. We did go at night and we go into this town and it is dead, like empty, really quiet, pretty dark. And we had like no idea. We had, I mean, we had GPS, so we knew we were in the right place, but there's just nothing going on. There's all these apartment buildings that are just empty, um, like no lights or maybe just like one light in a huge apartment building. And so we eventually, we had a little trouble finding it because, because our GPS got us close, but not exactly there. And so we like texted with the lady and we ended up getting it. And she was in a big apartment building and she was like one of three people in the building. It was like a ghost town. It was a ghost town. But so what we found out happened was that this is basically a university town. There was a big university in this town that had lots of students and faculty and like, whatever. Like like 10 to 11,000 students were living out there. Yeah. Like three months ago, it was a pretty happening place. Yeah. And so this was one of the universities that got shut down after during the state of emergency. And so what that means is that all the students left. And because of that, this whole town that has all this infrastructure for tens of thousands of students now has no students. And so it's just dead. And this lady, it was really sad. She had come here to work at the university. She was hired to work, had come about two weeks before they shut down the university. And so she had, you know, set up her whole apartment and then they shut, shut it down. And so she lost her job and, um, had to, you know, go somewhere else and find another job. And so she was selling all of her stuff. But um, she had just bought, like it was, most of yeah. it was brand new. And the problem, she was actually, she was a Turk, but she was a German Turk. And so she had spent most of her life in Germany. And I, we had talked about this before, that the secondhand market in Turkey isn't very good. It's just not a thing that people do is buy used things. And so to, to sell used things, you have to sell them for pretty cheap. And so she was commenting that like, People just don't want to pay what these things are worth and because in America or Germany, you know, you could sell it for 80% of what you bought it new, um, but here you have to sell it for like 50% or, or less. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was really sad and it was kind of a realization that, that there are places in Turkey that are still pretty hurting from the state of emergency stuff. There's lots of people hurting. Yeah. And there are people in, in Izmir and Ankara and the bigger cities too, but it's kind of harder to see um, because there's just so many things going on. There's still lots of businesses. There's still lots of like nice things to do and nice malls. And so you can kind of forget that these things are happening. Um, but it was really obvious in this town that was built around a university that got shut down. Yeah, just tons of new apartments with like the stickers still on the doors yeah. from being installed. And... and there was this like huge building that was going to be like a restaurant sports complex that was like half built. And yeah, it, they just stopped construction. So they stopped everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it was really an eye, not an eye opener, but... Um, where we live is not apparent of what's been happening, but going there, it was just very, very obvious that this is this was because of what's been happening. Yeah, and that was hard to see. Yeah, so I didn't. I did hear that some of the universities are they're planning on getting them reopened, um, and like re re restaffing them and reopening them. Um, and so hopefully they'll do that to this university too. And the town can, um, it just won't be soon enough. Yeah. It won't be soon enough to, 
to help all the people who had their lives Upgraded. turned upside down. Yeah. yeah. But um, at least for the sake of like the locals who live in the town and all the, like, the investors who are building apartment buildings and stuff, like hopefully that that town has all the infrastructure. So it would be it wouldn't make sense to just let it all die if they can just, you know, reopen them. To, we'll see. I mean, you never know what will happen. And, and we only catch these glimpses every now and then. Not, having not understand the language and not being super involved in the community yet, we we don't see all of these things that are happening. But. Yeah. I think we've seen a little bit more of the people who have been affected, but maybe not as much as what we saw. But yeah. um, because our friends d- decided not to move here, they're waiting a year. Our other friends, we met some other people who are also selling some of their things to us secondhand because they decided that this infrastructure with the universities just doesn't look good to stay here long term. So they're returning mm. back. Yeah, um, it's just uncertain. Yeah, so there's... While we've benefited from some of these, um, it's still kind of sad. Yeah, it's sad. Just just the uncertainty of it, because nobody's really sure what's going to happen. Katie, Katie mentioned in in the email for our show notes uh, for our last podcast that we're still they had extended the state of emergency, and so we have about two months left of the state of emergency. And so hopefully, you know, things are just gonna. Once that gets over, things can kind of come back to normal and things can get rebuilt. Um, But it's really unclear about what's going to happen. Turkey's kind of on this tipping point about whether it'll recover from from what happened in July or fall back into some some destructive habits. Uh, So we'll see. We'll have to we'll have to just wait and see. Our lives, I mean, we're talking about this. Our lives are fine here. Um, there's still plenty of people who just continue to live normal lives. It's just whether or not you were in kind of the sectors of society that kind of got hurt by by all the things that happened. So, yeah, there's still a lot to do. Um, if you if you pray, continue to pray for Turkey and, and everything that's going on here and the people. And, yeah, that would be great. That's all that I had. That's all that you have? Yeah. That was that was quite the list. That Thank was you. good. Thank you. So I think that might be all. Um, I'm me personally. I'm just continuing to make our home more of a home for us. Yeah, you're doing great. And we uh, need art. That was on our list of things to art. do. We have nothing hanging up. Um, yeah, we were gonna go to IKEA today and get some frames. Yeah, they seem to have the best generic frames and sizes mm-hmm. that are cheap. <laughs> so we're gonna do that and. It's slowly, slowly feeling more and more like our place, which yeah. is really nice. So, I, And I've done a couple of blog posts recently about some events that we've gone to. We went to an organic market with a friend, a new friend that we met through Internations. And we also went to the zoo. And so I have a post about that on our website. So I'll link to both of those in the show notes. But you'll get uh, a little bit more of these coming your way in in the future. So it's been kind of fun to talk about and share what we've been doing here on the side. Yeah, you've been doing great. Thanks. And we're excited to um, have Thanksgiving this year. If you're wondering what we're doing on Thursday, we're, we are going to go to Istanbul and visit with some friends up there. We we have some friends here that we could celebrate with, but we also wanted to see some old friends that we knew before when we were living in Istanbul who still live there. And so we're going to go up and visit this family that we really, we really love spending time with. So we will be up there for a few days and get to hang out in our old city and um, take a break from from here and just life in general. Mm-hmm. And we'll tell you about that in our next podcast. 
So we've taken a break from teaching you about our Turkish words that we're learning, but we're going to give you one this time. Sure. And uh, so we've done words like, so a review is hello, which is? Merhaba. And how are you? Nasılsın? And I'm good. İyiyim. And then how are you back? Sen nasılsın? Good job. <laughs> um, and then see you later. Güle güle. Or you can also use another way. Görüşürüz. Görüşürüz. Oh, yeah. That's the more accurate. Right. See you later. Güle güle is like bye-bye. Yeah. Güle güle is bye or with smiles. And I think the next phrase that we use most commonly here is one uh, called kolay gelsin. And kolay means easy and gel is come and gelsin is may it come easy to you. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. is uh, maybe... Yeah, Turkish a has a more loosely translated term. Yeah, Turkish has a lot of these little just catchphrases that you use in various situations. And so when somebody has a birthday or when somebody sneezes or, or whatever, there's things that you're supposed to say. And we have them in English too. Yeah. This is one that you say when somebody is working. If if you walk by somebody who's working or you go into a store or something like that, you say Kolay Gelsin. And it means may it come easy. But what you're saying is like I hope your work goes well, you know. Thanks yeah. thanks for working. I hope it goes well. You know, that sort of sentiment. And and it's for students when they're studying hard for a test or if you've got a lot of work at home. Yeah, anything like anything that. Anything like that. Yeah. And I really like it. It's just a very easy, like, hello and Cole Gelson. <laughs> yep. So it's a it's an easy sentiment to just kind of win the hearts of others. Mm-hmm. So that, again, is Cole Gelson. So thanks for joining us. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Funk Travels and at our website, www.funktravels.com. Yeah, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye.